Bab, hello, and welcome back to Overbearing Best Friend Podcast with me, Jade, your loud, bossy, little bit critical, sweary and uncouth overbearing best friend who truly cares about you, is rooting for you and really fucking loves you. How are you all? What you've been up to, besties? Um, how long has it been? I know, I'm going to say it straight away, like, I've been MAA for a good few weeks now, um... I don't know how long it's been precisely, like five weeks? Shit, that's ages. Um, I'm sorry for ghosting you, fam. I feel like such a fuckboy. I feel like, I just feel like that fuckboy calling back after like five weeks, like I didn't just disappear without a trace, showing up on your WhatsApp at like 11 o'clock on a random Tuesday night with that what you do in text. Um, I promise, I promise it's not like that. Um, I'm not just texting you to uh, to take you out for some McNuggets and, and hope that you'll give me head in the front seat of my Ibiza, I promise. Um, truth is, I've been busy and I, I don't mean that kind of busy, you know. You know what I mean when I say that kind of busy, like the dickhead answer. You hear when people... Um, say like when you've asked when you ask people how they've been and they go oh you know just busy it's always the same and um then you just sort of exchange um just it's like then like a weird exchange um of a conversation where you're just like telling each other how busy you are and how much you've been up to and how many social engagements you've had and how many play dates you've had and where you've been here and you've been there and how busy work is and you're just like nodding along with each other and then you're just like giving each other like a little ego rub down like you're so busy you must relax are you doing your self-care are you taking time for you you are superwoman blah 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 and then you're like oh yeah you know when the kids are in bed like every every mom every woman must have these conversations it cannot just be me the busy conversations and that's literally it that's the fabric of the conversation until one of you is rude enough to start like looking at your phone and go gotta go busy (laughs) i've been busy like obviously you know i haven't been that kind of busy there's been some of that because you know i'm a mom and that I am busy. I gotta get shit done. Um, there always is a bit of that. It's life, isn't it? Um, but I don't know. I haven't been that kind of busy. Um, if you remember the last episode, I was talking about feeling overwhelmed, and there was a line in it where I said, "For now, I cannot take any more on. I can't keep self developing. I can't keep self improving, and I can't keep self helping." And I thought that after like I'd put it out there into the universe and I said it out loud and I'd owned how I was feeling, I was being honest, I thought that I would go to this place of like flow and peace and abundance and being present in the moment and living my best life. But uh Bab, I've got to be honest, I haven't been there either. Um the whole feel feeling of being overwhelmed after after I, I wrote and, and recorded that episode, which, you know, I'd been feeling like that for a while, so this has gone on even longer. Um, after after that episode, it developed into something else, and it's been huge. And I'm going to try and explain it the best I can. It feels like I've been in a liminal space. Like, if I'm honest, it's felt like depression. It's felt like 
um the light in my life has gone out um and i've i've experienced this many times in my life i've experienced really really poor mental health specifically in my case depression and anxiety um so i know this feeling and so that's how i kind of rec- was able to recognize the signs and it, it, it is a liminal space because you know you're not nowhere but you're not somewhere either like it's a place in between places it's not a nothing feeling but it's not a something either it, it's like forgetting and remembering all at the same time and I know this sounds like really deep and there's probably some poetic shit in there or something but um and it, I know I know how intense this is and I'm sorry if you don't want to hear it then by all means please switch off but um I'm your overbearing best friend I really care about you and if speaking about this makes you feel a little bit better about a way you're feeling then um I'm going to I'm going to talk about it and it's going to get deep and it's going to get intense so either switch off or buckle up baby Basically, I'm confident in saying that I've been going through a period of change and it's been really uncomfortable. Um, But the switch doesn't just flip overnight, does it? This hasn't been a short process. So I kind of get it now when I see, you know, those memes and and, and, and stuff online and and cliches and platitudes that friends and, and people, you know, just throw around that tell you how to behave a certain way or how to stop behaving a certain way. If you say like, I'm... I'm so tired of being taken advantage of. And then people say, well, put your foot down. I've kind of been going through that kind of process. But um, I felt it every step of the way. And I understand now, like, the steps that need to be taken in order to make those huge, like, monumental changes in your life that do bring long-term happiness. But you've you've got to respect the process. You've got to respect where you are on that journey. So I, I know enough now, like I said, I'm confident in saying that I'm going through a period of change and it's uncomfortable. But whilst it's been happening, my head has been giving me a really, really hard time. And it, and it, it does always do this to me, let's be honest. Like, I'm an anxious person. I My mind's never really quiet anyway, which is exhausting. I'm so self-aware. And I can't just have a normal thought or emotion or an impulse to do something or go anywhere because I have to ex- understand exactly what's happening or where it's coming from or what I'm going to do about it. Um, and I know that about myself. I know I'm not easygoing. Um but this has been more than that. So you know me, you know my message, you know what I do with the tapping, you know um, how passionate I am about, you know, understanding everything there is to know about psychology so that we can understand ourselves and live happier and more peaful lives. You know that I live for nervous system regulation. I truly believe that healing from the inside out to be happy, that's the hill that I will die on. Trauma healing. Um, I'm not really capable of having a conversation with anyone without telling them that they must get out of fight or flight mode to be healed. Um, but truly practicing what I preach going beyond like the nice aesthetic stuff it's felt like having my skin ripped off it's been so uncomfortable and it's just made me question everything and I've been lost 
I've been so lost um, and I've been bereft and I haven't had a fucking clue what to do with myself. I've questioned everything in my life and I mean everything. And I can stand here now, what are we, like mid-October and look back and this has been going on since like May, June and I can safely say I've had a dark night of the soul. Now, newsflash, I I didn't know this, but you get more than one draw in your life. Um, did anyone else know this? Uh, I, I thought you just had... I thought it was just like a one and done kind of thing. And I had mine in 2015, 2016. Um, but it turns out... That it wasn't just Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp going through the great blackout of 2021. Um, hashtag thanks Mercury Retrograde. Um, I've been offline too. So what is a dark night of the soul? I hear you cry. Well, for me, it's been a place of realising that the things I do, the ways I live, the places I go to and the people... I was keeping around me no longer, served my highest good. Um, everything in my life lost meaning. Um, the light went out. The light in my life went out. Everything became totally meaningless, unfulfilling, uneasy and unsafe. And that's why I have thought, whilst this has all been happening, that I've been depressed and and I have been. I mean, this is a, a form of depression, but it's more like a spiritual depression. Um, I've seen through one-sided friendships. I've lost friends and acquaintances. I've hated my business and trying to um, promote it on social media. Um, and I felt like a fake and a fraud and a phony. And I, I've hated my house. I've I've hated how I look. I've hated oh everything. Everything just like I said, the life just went out. My whole life um, just felt really really sad. Um, and and like I said, this I feel like I started getting like little signs back in May and June that something was wrong. But I just I pushed through it. I pushed through it. I self coached. I self helped. I distracted myself. But then all these little nudges became wrecking balls, and I couldn't keep ignoring this feeling of emptiness that seemed to pop up each day. Um, and I and I knew it wasn't just me being emotional I knew it wasn't me just being dramatic I, I am a cancer I am a highly sensitive person I'm so empathic I've got such a like a painfully strong sense of injustice so I, I do feel things I am emotional and I am naturally melancholic and um and so I, I know all this about me like I say I'm painfully self-aware but I knew it was I'm, I hope I'm getting across like it was more than that um, and it's taken me all this time to realise what's been going on now I all the lovely stuff I did to balance my mental health like you know um, tapping and meditating and yoga and salt baths I, I realise now I was actually doing them for a dopamine fix in response to a shitty emotion or to feel better after a bad day. Um, I thought I was spiritual and awakened, but I was actually, I think I was quite in denial and I was busy trying to be all zen and shit, but never really doing enough deep shadow work. All of the um, the exercises and the um, 
the actions that I took to maintain, you know, healthy, like, you know, healthy mental health, um, it was all reactive. It was never proactive. It was never repair. It was all, sorry, it was always repair, but never maintenance. Um, it was just, I don't know, reactive and performative and to myself and social media and to fill a void. I think I was filling a void. It was just textbook toxic wellness. I wasn't putting in the real work to change my frequency because so much of my daily core beliefs and behaviours were just still so toxic and I guess I couldn't see it. I just thought it would go away if I did enough of the stuff that I was supposed to do. I just thought that my toxic shit would just fall away as part of the process from doing all the nice stuff it would make the toxic shit go away and I thought the glow up would just come along and I'd wake up one day a different person if I just did enough box ticking and I realise it just doesn't work like that does it you can't run away from your demons forever and you have to burn it all down so that you can rebuild that's why the phoenix the phoenix sets itself on fire to emerge renewed isn't it she isn't just going to a yoga retreat or drinking green tea or masturbating with a rose quartz dildo and calling herself spiritual like she's literally setting herself on fire the fire of transformation you see the body doesn't know the difference between anxiety and excitement only you know the context and I run on nervous, anxious and excited energy all the time. So anything I do, the way I live my life from day to day, I go in really hard and really fast, really over the top, expressive, bubbly, loud, excitable. I look like I'm or I must look like I've got all my shit together on the outside. I... I must look as if my executive functioning is just on point and I glide through life smiling and laughing along the way. But I did realise this year that a lot of that is masking and faking it to get by because I'm actually fucking terrified all the time. And then I inevitably burn out, which takes so long to recover from. Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week. This time... Like I say, it's it's been going on since May. So, you know, what, like five, six months, half a fucking year. And this cycle, this fake it for everyone else. I'm just doing it for everyone else to be comfortable. And then I have to go off and recover in silence. This cycle has just had to stop. Um, And... I had to turn my energy off and run on something else. But when I tried finding the energy to find the motivation to do anything or go anywhere, um, li- like I started realising that even down to like what I dressed Luna in or what I wore or, or where we went on our days out or what I sat down and talked about with my family or my in-laws like I realized that my main source of energy was always anxiety and fear I I ran on it I and worry yeah anxiety fear and worry worry about what 
other people would say or think about me that led me to lots of overthinking, just agonisingly overthinking everything. Um, and that, that hit me. That was a huge realisation and it just felt like some really deep shadow work that I was like, right, you just, you're fake then. You, you, you're being really fake and you've just got to start showing up in your life more authentically, which is easier said than done. Um, but I had another realisation, the, the biggest and most painful one. Um, trying to navigate this dark night as the, of the soul has been the reason why I run in this fear and it is my chronic people-pleasing behaviours. Um, and realising this and then the steps I had to take to change it, change my energy, change my vibration, change my behaviours, um, that's, that's what's taken the most from me because it is a process and since I've acknowledged what I was doing, I feel better and since I've realised that I'm having what feels like, you know, a dark night of the soul or spiritual depression, um, ironically, I started to shine a light on it and started pulling me out of it. Um, and it starts, it starts by seeing things that you don't want to see, but you can't look away anymore. Um, because if you resist it will eventually push against you harder um, and it won't allow you to ignore it anymore. So you face it and then you, again, as part of this process, you have to process the shame or guilt or, or whatever shitty feeling that comes with the realisation that you hate a certain part of yourself or your life or how you behave or how you show up in the world. And then you have to reconcile that, guilt, shame, hate, whatever, that shit feeling, you have to reconcile that with who you are now, but also past you, inner child, the part of you that didn't know better, the the source of, of, of why, so of why you're doing this now. So then you've got to process trauma. Um... And then you have to forgive yourself and reassure that little internal, you know, inner child, that little girl or boy or, you know, that, that didn't know better and did their best. You know, reassure them that you forgive them and you're going to look after them now. And um, then you have to forgive yourself um, and tell, you know, reassure yourself you did you did your best, but it doesn't change the fact that you need to change what you're doing now. So another part of the process is you have to start putting it right. But when you start putting it right, other parts of your life start collapsing because you start to shake the foundations of what everything is built on. So, of course, it looks like your life is disintegrating and things couldn't possibly get any worse because now, now you can't unsee what you've seen. So you're making the changes that are required of you. Nothing has felt so uncertain. And that's what happened to me. I started looking at myself and I didn't like what I saw when it came to my chronic people-pleasing and masking my personality 
just to make everyone else around me happy. I, I, I just did not like what I saw and I realised that if Luna grew up to be like me, then I would be devastated. I want so much more for her life and I I can't I could not let that go. I couldn't accept that how I showed up in my life was okay for me to endure. But Luna deserved better and it it got me questioning so why don't I get to feel better? Why is it okay for me to have this 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 sort of way of being when it's doing so much damage to me and I'd never wish it on my daughter and I just kept asking these questions and and it came to me that I realized I was staying this way to make other people comfortable so I started and like I say, it's a process in its early days and I'm still going through it. But I've started dismantling my personality, my behaviours, even my seemingly mundane responses in everyday conversations. Because um, I just couldn't escape the feeling inside that I, it just wasn't, this wasn't who I am. This isn't what I'm about. And I'm ashamed to say I've realised now that I think I've spent a lot of my life pretending to be a different person. Um, I warned you, <laughs> it's deep, isn't it? It's intense. And um, and this went deep. I, I It hit me that I'd created an entire persona of making every social interaction fun for the other person. I said yes when I wanted to say no. I overcommitted and put in so much effort with people who never really deserved it. I stayed too long in places I wasn't wanted, desperately trying to make people like me. I always wanted to be the ultimate hype girl. I always wanted to be the person that had your back, that made you laugh. I always wanted to be the person giving you unconditional love, always making you feel like you matter, being on call morning, noon and night for your venting or your moaning or if you needed a favour. I wanted to drop everything and be the person who would help you out in every way, I, any way I possibly could. And I let people into my life and I cut away parts of me to give to them. And I'd let Luna cry for my attention whilst I sent texts to these people. And I would push myself physically and financially and to keep up with them and, and buy them gifts and 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 go to the things that they wanted to go to or or open up my home and welcome these people and cook elaborate three-course meals for them and, and wait on them like a maid. And they never saw the sweat dripping down my neck or the tramadol I was popping for my bad back. I, I They never saw that. It was just became expected I'd show my vulnerability and my flaws and I'd overshare all my shit in the hope for a really strong connection because my soul was craving it and it all just started to feel so fucking one-sided I started to realize that not 
none of it was valued, not one bit. And it all became expected. And the more I did, the less respect I got. And then it hit me. I was just breaking my back to get into a more comfortable position for you to repeatedly fuck me over. So I started taking things away. I started taking away the offers of help and support. I started... I wasn't being horrible or nasty because that's just not in my nature. But what I did was mirror some of these people, these vampires, these energy vampires in my life posing as as people close to me. Um, I started mirroring them back to themselves. So I was still open. I was still very responsive to texts. I was still really friendly. I just... I wanted to t- remove the scaffolding that I'd put in place that was holding them up. And I had to give them an opportunity to show me who they were. And as a result, quite a few of my relationships have, have deteriorated. Um, and I, I'm in no rush to save them. I'm tired. I can't keep up the act anymore. And I value respect more than I value people seeing me as a, inverted commas, nice person. I I don't want to be nice anymore. I don't want to say yes when I mean no. I don't want our entire relationship to be built on my ability to sacrifice myself to make you happy. Um, and this has been decades of deprogramming seeing what parts of my identity and core beliefs and behaviors weren't mine that needed updates and then I needed to integrate those updates into my actual life and like I say it's been really uncomfortable and it's felt like having my skin ripped off um there's there's been a lot of tears a lot of late nights um chatting to Duncan my really 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 close friends like and 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 just desperately crying saying like what's happening to my life what is happening where's everything that I've built all the people you know everything where's it where's it gone um it's it's been horrible um I've obsessed over this stuff for years um psychology self-help spirituality mental health transformation um, and healing and and it has been and continues to be my lifelong obsession uh, my lifelong obsession um sorry I'm getting tongue-tied but actually doing it actually living it actually making it happen this has been an exorcism the demons the memories the entities that I have screamed and cried out of me have been an exorcism And now I feel lighter and freer and ready to get into a place that I've been trying to get to, a place of flow and abundance and ease, joy, pleasure and peace. Because 
I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to feel like a pinball in a machine on the pier being knocked around by whoever decided to put some money in me to play. I'm looking forward to having boundaries and feeling empowered enough to say no to things and be a bit selfish and not be so available. I'm excited to learn the power of the word no. Um, I, I've said it a couple of times. I've been like, no, sorry. And I just never. And and to people that I love, like this isn't, I'm not trying to push people away. I, I, I don't want to be a bitch, but I, I don't know how this feels to just put myself first in the tiniest of ways. And this, this feels good. And I'm excited to learn more. Um, and hopefully one day I, I, I want to be brave enough to say to people, darling, no, you've got far too uncom- you've got far too comfortable disrespecting me. I want Luna to see that her mum is strong and decisive and she doesn't base her self-worth on the fickle opinions of others. I want Luna to know that being agreeable And having your worth measured by your ability to contort yourself to fit what others expect of you is not a noble pursuit. I want her to know that being the cool, chilled, go with the flow girl, the fine by me girl, the whatever you want girl, the I'm easy girl isn't any of those things. That's the girl without a voice. That's the girl without an opinion. That's the girl without a need. That's the girl without a say. That's the girl without a place. And that's no way to go through life. So, bestie, I know this has been heavy and intense, but there's no friendship without honesty and trust. And I wanted to be completely honest um about where I've been for the last couple of months and I want you to trust me to always tell you the truth and not um pretend that everything's okay when it isn't um because that shit that shit um is excruciating and it feels like your insides are being scooped out. I I want you to know that if you think boundaries are only for Brexit conversations and saying yes when you want to say no is how you are a nice person, then don't expect to stay comfortable forever. You will have a dark night of the soul and you won't be able to escape it and absolutely nothing in your life will ever look the same again. It isn't as scary as it can sometimes sound, but it is really uncomfortable But I promise you, it's worth it. This is all worth it. And on that note, I'll say goodbye. I won't leave it so long to come back now I've figured a few things out. Um, And hopefully I'll get back to recording every week. Fingers crossed. Um, 
so yeah if you feel like leaving a review on apple i'd appreciate it so much if you want to get in touch i'd love to hear from you come and add me on insta at overbearing best friends or email me on overbearing best friend at gmail.com please like share follow subscribe all of that lovely stuff wherever you listen to your podcasts um if you felt like you connect to anything that I've discussed today if you are experiencing depression or anxiety or any or you know um, a dark night of the soul and you want to talk about it more then come and shoot me a message also please I am not a professional if you feel as though you do need some professional help please go and see your GP contact the charity mind um you know there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of support out there if you if you only know where to look unfortunately that's easier said than done but um reach out don't go through this alone until next time you've got this bab we've got this together okay love you bye <laughs>